What up, everybody? Johnny Ward here with another episode of the Nerdy Verse of Madness. This week, I got a fun one for you. I interview Nilla Gorilla underscore thirteen on Instagram. He is a toy photographer, and his shots are spectacular. I don't remember what the first shot I saw of his was, but there's so. Oh, you know what? I think it actually was a Godzilla shot. I'm going to go back in my DMs. I'm going to I'm going to check cuz I messaged him saying this is absolutely fantastic. I, bl- I believe it was Godzilla shot. All right, I'm digressing. But I have a really great conversation with him. He talks about kind of how he fell into the hobby, how he practices, how he his preferences of practical effects over digital effects and kind of how he learns stumbling blocks some of his favorite toys I I mean all the kind of things you talk about when it comes to toy photography I had a lot of fun with this one I was so glad he came on Um, I hope you enjoy this one let's get right into it in nerddom is at an all-time high. Where once we hid in our parents' basements, everyone is stepping out into the light and embracing fandoms with a newfound vigor. One man hopes to gather and speak with them all. This is the place where all fans can come and discuss the things they love, the things they hate, and maybe, just maybe, discover something new to devote all their time to. Welcome to the nerd podcast to rule them all. Prepare to fall into the nerdyverse of madness. everybody, Johnny Ward here with another episode of the Nerdy Verse of Madness. And today I have toy photographer extraordinaire Jeremy, aka Nilla Gorilla13. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Um, so I stumbled upon I, I don't remember what the first photo I saw of yours was, but I I instantly kind of fell in love with the shots you're taking so what inspired toy photography oh man well a lot of things i i um at the time i just was going through a lot of changes in life and was just looking for a new hobby um i lived okay. in Colorado. i live in colorado so i i was hiking a lot and doing that kind of thing but i kind of wanted something i could do kind of more more accessibly and more often um and the first the first thought i had was to to um, start doing sketching. I was going to try to draw. Okay. Um, and so I took a couple classes. I found a guy who was a, had done some comics with DC and Marvel that was giving private lessons. Took a couple okay. lessons with him and um, kind of learned some things about drawing. But I, what I learned most was that I probably wasn't going to get as good at it as quick as I wanted to. Yeah, um, so fair. I kind of was just kind of debating. And, and, and what got me was, uh, I don't know if you've ever looked into drawing, but they have those like kind of gray 
figure they use to like pose for 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 comics and stuff like that. So they're like a gray action figure that has a bunch of articulation. Yeah, and almost like a like a articulate mannequin. Kinda, yeah, exactly, yeah, okay. exactly. So I saw that thing, and I saw a couple of the guys using those to 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 do poses and their for their sketches and. Somehow along the line of me looking at that, I, I, I ran into a couple toy photographer accounts on Instagram. Um, Sir Dork was, was, was one of the first ones. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. And then uh, uh, Mateo, uh, Mateo Toy Photography, I think his name was. And both of those just were super inspiring. I was like, wow, this, this is exactly what I want because I can, I can, I can do everything I want in a, in, a, in a drawing, but I can do it with just putting a pose together with an action figure and it kind of just stemmed from there. Okay, I I'm, I think I actually have heard of Mateo. I don't I don't know Sir Dork though. Um, okay, so so you'd say those were your your biggest influences? Yeah, yeah. Sir Dork is huge. Uh, you should definitely check him out. Um, he's got a big. Uh, the big thing with him is that he has a. Uh, if you're looking to learn toy photography, he's a great uh, person to look up because his he has a YouTube account that literally is just tutorials on how to do practical effects and different types of things with toy photography. And if it wasn't for his tutorials, I would have never known how to do any of this. I never had taken a picture on a, on a DSLR camera until I started this hobby. So I, I like, I just learned quick and he was a big uh, inspiration for me to learn. Actually, now that you say that, I think I may have seen one of his, I, I dabbled with it a little bit. I didn't get super into it, but I did watch a video where he was creating explosions with uh, yeah. stormtroopers and like firecrackers behind his house or something. That might be him. Yeah, yeah, that's totally him. That's exactly him. Yeah. So he's a great he's a great person to have if you are looking to get into the industry because it's uh, he just is very good about explaining it simply. And if you are a super beginner, he's perfect to look into. Okay. So you had no background in photography at all before Not that. Yeah, I mean, other than just taking pictures when I'm out hiking just for fun, I mean, I was just using my phone for most of it. It was some of those things. I didn't even own a camera. Um, I started taking pictures with my phone at first, and then within like a month, I knew I loved this hobby. So I just pretty immediately found, you know, bought a DSL camera and just watched YouTube, man. Like I watched it like a class. I was watching it a couple hours, you know, a day, just trying to find stuff to how to just take pictures in general on top of learning toy photography specifically. Okay. So what's your, what's your creative process? Like start from like, do you conceptualize any ideas from the, the beginning or do you just kind of think of something, go and try and find it or um, it's a little column A, a little column B, I think, okay. you know, I think um, for me, what I find that it tends to be my most successful pictures is like, I'll, I'll, I'm a fidgeter, you know, a lot of people get fidget toys. So like what I'll do is I just typically have a, a fig, you know, my figures within reach and I'll have a, you know, a, a, they have a, these little like mounts that they bring, you know, have for when you buy the toy, it's like a little plastic mount that can keep a pose or whatever yeah, yeah so i'll just kind of just fidget with a, uh, a figure until i find a pose of like and it kind of inspires me to find a scene so um like the other day i did a football because it was super bowl sunday i'm like oh man i really should get a football picture together okay. and uh it was snowing outside so i just took my miles morales figure and just kind of just started to mess with them and it looked like he was kind of jumping over people so then i just took my my two other spider-man and and made him look like he was jumping over them. It just kind of worked out that way. So I just kind of fidget till I find a pose that looks cool. And then I kind of work with it from there most of the time. 
Okay. And do do you take a, a lot of your shots at home? Do you do you, you mentioned you're going a lot doing a lot of hiking, you still do a lot of that? Little column A, B, both of that or uh I would say there's pretty much pretty much every shot I take minus a few is um is at home. Uh, I have like four different spots I take. I have a actually my favorite thing I have is outside my uh it's this old humongous like bird fountain. <laughs> and it's okay. the perfect to use because it's got a little dip in it. It's made out of stone, so I can either put like a bunch of dirt in it and make it look kind of like a you know a dirt background or like you're in a, in the woods or something, or I can fill it with water and do kind of a water look to it. I've done a couple of things where it looks like you're there's waves coming up and stuff like that by using practical effects to make the water move in the picture. Um, so I, it's either that or there's another little place outside, or I'll take a couple shots inside. I've been dabbling with doing digital backgrounds so i've been kind of taking some pictures in front of my tv and stuff lately okay okay and, and what, what kind of what kind of tools do you use you mentioned the camera briefly you want to dive into that a little bit more do you have a few cameras you use i, I have one camera but two lenses so i have uh i have a 50 millimeter uh lens that i use for the outdoor pictures it's pretty much i think it's just the stock one that came with it i have a nikon it's a pretty old camera, actually. It's a Nikon DL3200, so it's it's a, okay. it's a few years old, but it still does its trick. Um, and I just have a, a micro a macro uh, lens that I use inside um, for anything I'm doing indoors. Uh, but it's a nice camera. It's just the big thing with doing the practical effects that I do is that you just need something that can have a really high shutter speed because you got to be able to catch the stuff in the air. So you got to have something that has a shutter speed that can at least have a shutter speed of about 1600 to 2000. At the bare minimum to kind of get that, like that, you know, where you have the special effects in the air with the water that just yeah. stills and stuff like that. So I kind of had to learn all that. Um, so I, uh, I use a lot of practical effects. So I have a, I actually have like this, uh, it's, a, I don't know what it actually is for. I got it at Home Depot. I think it's to like, if your pipes get, uh, clogged, it's like you pump, you pump it. It's like a pump gun. Okay. And, and yeah. Pump it with air and then you, and it, and it pops and it just makes this big, like air kind of burst and i use that for a lot of my practical effects because it, it'll push it'll knock the dirt exactly where i want it to go or knock the water into the air the way i want it to go so i use that for a lot of my practical effects firecrackers so luckily um denver has is not illegal to have fireworks so okay nice i'm able to use some cracklers and stuff like that i don't go crazy but um cracklers are really nice because they put a lot of bokeh in the back of your photos and stuff like that um and then i got a really nice i think that a big important thing to have that I really love is my um, tripod. Um, just you got if you got to have a nice tripod if you're going to be doing this. It kind of is like the the silent hero of everything that I do. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that would be kind of key, especially if you're doing high shutter speed shots and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, so what are your, your favorite kind of toys to photograph? Do you have like a particular brand? Like I, I'm sure you can see a lot of my, my black series standing behind. I do. I do know a lot of people love the black series. I, I've seen some amazing black series shots and stuff. Like oh yeah. That. Yeah. I like black series. I, you know, I, I like a few brands. Um, I, I think, I think that the most I probably do is Marvel DC turtles and star wars those are probably the four big ones okay um, i probably do marvel and dc the most i would say i i i'm not even on purpose of star wars just as much but i seem to i think the articulation of a lot of the dc and marvel figures i have are just 
awesome. You know, like my Spider-Man yeah. ones, they can just get any position. So it, a lot of times I just kind of gravitate towards that. Um, but yeah, May Mayfex is probably the brand I tend to 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 magnet or go towards the most. Okay. Um, I just feel like they have the best head sculpts. Um, they're probably the best looking as far as a lot of the uh, of them go. But I've been delving in a few other brands. Uh, SH Figure Arts is always good, and Black Series is great for an affordable toy. Like I love Star Wars Black Series for. Yeah. Pretty much anything with a helmet. I don't like their head sculpts. Like if, if I was like gonna get like an actual picture or somebody like, um, trying to think of somebody good like a Princess Leia or, or Ray, you know, I, yeah. I would probably get a Black Series. But um, otherwise, I like them. Okay. And have you ever thought about kind of delving towards custom figure work? Because I've seen a few accounts that three D print the the oh, pads. Yeah, the it's props too. They can do the props too. You know, it's crazy. Um, I, maybe you know. I think it's something that if I do it, it won't be for a while. I, I like you know. There's a lot of photographers. I'm not sure how many of them you're following that do like a lot of prop and custom work, like you're talking about. It's just a lot of back work. And I, I personally sometimes I just want to get to the picture and do a lot of the work Fair. on the editing. So yeah. I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to some of that stuff. So I do do it, but it's very, it's way less often because it's just putting props together. You have like, you bump it once and you like knock it all down. I've done it so many times and you got like a hundred little props you got to put back up and, you know, I, I respect people who do it. It's just, it's hard to do, you know, it's, it's, you have to be patient. Yeah. A friend of mine, he's really into, um, custom transformer stuff he does take some photos and stuff but he really yeah. likes like paint doing his own paint and yeah he, he introduced me to to ebay and there's so many people who actually 3d print and um finish their own accessories or replacement oh, yeah. parts or upgrade parts and i i I've tried to find, I, I've actually had a photograph in mind involving Thrawn and Vader and some Stormtrooper and Death Troopers that I have there, but involves a 3D printed piece of Thrawn's, like his battle armor that he's got in the helmet. Yeah. And I can only find a 3D print file. And I, like you said, I just don't have the time or quite the expertise to do it. I just want to go, I'll even pay a little more and just, yeah. Buy it, you know. Oh, I pay it. I buy it. Like I've bought all the props I get, I love them, but I buy them all. It's like there's Grime City on Etsy is a big one I get them on and there's like a couple Etsy's a good place too. eBay and Etsy are the two big ones, you know. So um I love it. I think that the, I really think it's cool what these guys can do with the, those little baby props. It's it's crazy. I mean, the details that they put in, like I, I bought a door from them and it just like got all this little graffiti and stickers on there. It's it's, it's dope. Oh, um, I just don't have the patience, you know, I, I may, I think the farthest I'll probably ever go is like weathering. I've seen people weather stuff. Okay. I might do that. Like, you know, just to kind of make it look like it's been beat up in battle type of thing. But yeah, yeah, that, that's pr probably a little bit easier. I've done a little bit of miniature painting, but I, I don't have the time, the space yeah. or yeah. near the yeah. amount of patience required for it. A hundred percent. I'm right with you. All right. So what are your favorite? Like, what what are some of your favorite shots or your favorite projects you've done? Like, I I was just looking at your highlight today of your slam dunk contest. Like, yeah. I find that really fun. Like, is there anything yeah. that you love the most? Uh, you know, I, I I like I like doing practical effects. I think more than the inside effects thing. So, practical effects for sure tend to be my favorite my favorite shots. I think, especially when I can 
practical effect to look like what I want? Because sometimes that's the hardest part is like, you know, you could splash water all over the place and make it look cool in the background, but you want to do it with a purpose. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of where, where I, I'm trying to get better at. And um, so um, any of my shots that I, there's a, there's a really, uh, there's a shot I did with Constantine. It's a Mezco figure and okay. uh, it's a picture of this water coming up kind of like a wave. And it looks like he's holding it up with his magic kind of, kind of situation. Oh, nice. And that was one of my favorite practical effect ones. I think that I was able to do so. Um, yeah, I think that tends to be, um, what I like better. Like I, I, I getting better at the digital stuff, but I definitely enjoy going out and blowing things up and throwing, you know, dirt in the air and just kind of making a basic kind of background with the things that I have where it's like, you know, not a hundred props, but it's going to be a couple rocks and just things to add some texture, you know, and depth to, to your picture. So, yeah, I mean, this computer animation has come out in an amazing way but i i, I grew up love loving ray harryhausen like yeah. old school practical effects i mean look at the original star wars trilogy i love yeah. godzilla movies the old school yeah. there's just something about that practical practical 100 and you could you'd get so many things even out of those 70s things you go watch some of the stuff they did with the 70s star wars movies and you can use that in the photography you're doing out here i mean they were using almost you know maybe a little better bigger than 12 scale but they're using toys you know yeah no, absolutely um so how how long does it take you to take a shot like that constantine shot like did was that i i imagine some days run a little smoother especially with trying to get water to flow where you want it to yeah. like are does it take long like, the uh, average what... amount of of shots per finished product when, when I was first starting, it took me longer, you know, I okay. would say probably would take me, you know, just for the shot, not including editing. It would probably take me like a, like an hour, 45 minutes average. I, I think now I've gotten it to a point, especially where I have like kind of my four places. I always consistently take pictures. I could probably just the photo alone, get it done within 20 minutes. 20, 25 minutes. And then I editing varies if I'm trying to do some like real cool stuff like adding lightsabers or, you know, doing yeah. the dunk and having to take it. It might take a little while to edit, but I think all in all with even editing, I could I could get shots done between an hour, an hour and a half at the at the at the longest. I mean there's some that take like the prop ones I try and or even the digital ones to take me longer. But I think that's more because I don't have a setup. You know, like I don't have a table that yeah. I can just leave out that has its screen ready to go. I have to like pull out stuff to get it to 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 be where I need it to be to make that picture happen. So yeah, I have one little corner in my basement that my wife has allotted me and I use it for all my little side projects. So every time I come and do something else, I gotta close everything up, <laughs> pull out everything. I don't have a lot of space as is, yeah. But... Yeah. And I'm the same. It's like the place I'm in right now is not big. There's not a lot of space, but I'm I make it work, you know, it's a nice thing about this hobby is you don't need a lot of room. You know, you only need a a little square and you and you can make it work. So Okay. Now, when you're doing your editing, what what kind of programs are you using? What uh, I use Photoshop for sure. Yeah, I, I I was trying to do stuff on my phone. Like, there's a couple ones that are pretty decent on there. I know a couple uh, toy photographers use like PixArt, and they use Snapseed, okay. Okay. Um, which are both really good for the for um, your phone, and they're free. Yeah. Um, I just I know I was doing that at first, but then I just got into it enough that um, Photoshop's like. $19 a month. I'm like, it's no different than getting another streaming thing. And I use it probably just as much. So 
Um, I just, again, and same thing I did with everything else. I just went on YouTube and I just like watch videos on how to do all of it. It's like, that. it's a nice having that resource. Cause you can look up like, you know, how to add fire, how to look to make a lightsaber and you can find stuff like that. Yeah. I have no idea how I did anything in my life before YouTube. Yeah, me neither. It's like, <laughs> it's... we had to look at those encyclopedias that you had to buy from the door. You know, yeah. you get that one set that you had for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my son's constantly finding some new show to watch and I'll throw it on. And I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to be able to just put on what you want and pause yeah. it when you want. You know, <laughs> you have to use a run to the bathroom. You're like, the commercials are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rush to get back, you know. Uh, I, I read this internet joke the other day that was like, I wonder how long it is till someone just combines all the streaming services and reinvents cable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you put that up on your phone? Did you put that up on your page? By chance? I might. I might have. Because uh, I, I saw it yesterday too. And I'm like, maybe it was actually on your page though that I saw it. But yeah, it's hilarious because it's like, it's basically what it's become at this point. It's it, gonna... it really has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't imagine you're doing it full time. You, you do. I imagine you have a full time adult job. Uh, yep. So how how do you find find the time? Like, are, are you kind of doing it whenever you have the chance? Like every free moment, or you did pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's just like right now. I mean, like as a person, my personal life is kind of boring. So I mean, not to say it's not boring. It's not boring, but I have time. So I, a lot of times when I have a little off time. Um, sometimes it'll be weather based, like, I'll just be kind of sitting up having my breakfast and the sun will come out outside and I'll be like, you know what? This is a, the sun is perfect right now to take a shot. So I'll just kind of run out and take 1, you know? So, yeah, just whenever there's no specific time, I just try to just stick it in there. I try to get at least 1 in it 1 photo in a day. If I can, if I can do it. Okay. And do you, do you edit right away or do you just kind of. Do you dedicate some time? Right yeah. But I, I don't always edit right away. It depends, you know, if I got work that day, I might go take a picture and then, you know, go to work. And then when I get back home, I'll, I'll edit, you know, if I only have time to actually take the picture. Because a lot of times, like, the picture itself takes 20 minutes. I think it always takes longer than the actual picture for me. So I can take a picture in 20 minutes and get it done and run out, you know, but then I'll come home and take, you know, the 20 minutes, 30 minutes on the editing separate. Okay. Okay. When you started this, did you immediately jump to Instagram? Was this kind of uh, a slower process or is that just the place you wanted to go to showcase it? Uh, not right away. Actually, I, um, just started taking them to take them at 1st. Uh, so I probably had. Been taking pictures for maybe 2 months before I went ahead and started an Instagram account. Um, I kind of had the intentions of doing something like that because I just wanted somewhere to put them, you yeah. know, other than just myself, you know, I, I don't think I ever really have and still really don't have intentions of like, I don't know if it, if it naturally ends up that way, I guess it's fine, but I never really had intentions of doing this other than just a hobby. Okay. So it's just kind of, I almost wanted to just really do it as a portfolio for myself on the line. And it just kind of happened that it started to grow a little faster than I expected. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not insanely huge by any means, but I didn't expect to get two or 3000 followers in the first couple of years of doing it by any means, you know, so it kind of just like an icing on the cake an extra bonus. So, um, yeah. Now has anyone ever approached you in regards to like 
providing you with toys to shoot? Like, has has that? Not yet, but I'm hoping that that's my one thing I would love. I'm like, if I could get some free toys in this whole situation, that yeah. would be dope. But I mean, I um I I did have um, what was the brand called? Uh, Gravistar. Um, it's like nice. a yeah, it's like this kind of nerdy uh, tech thing. They like make like phone chargers and like a, like a wireless speaker and just like weird. But they make it look like it's from Star Wars. So they have like oh. uh, they have like a, here. I'll show you. I know that we're on a podcast and you, they can't see it, but I'll show you what this guy looks like. Like they sent me this little charger that looks like a you know, like oh, a little, almost like Chappy. Yeah, it does. Um, and it lights up whenever you plug them in and they gave me those guys for, they gave me a couple of those guys for free, uh, to do a few photos for them. So that's my only little claim to fame was with them, but it was cool. I got a couple free little chargers from it. Yeah. That's why I'm always going through chargers. So you can never really have a, a shortage yeah. of those, especially, right? Especially a nerdy one, you know, it's like, oh, cool. Do you ever, I know you said when you're, you're kind of playing, planning ideas, you're just sort of fooling around with your figures, but are you ever we're at work and then you're like oh i wonder an idea will pop into your head and you're like oh let me see if i can recreate that and do you, do you keep like a notebook around or jot it down on your phone or oh 100 yeah yeah no that definitely happens i i i have a, a just a specific note on my on my just iphone that i just have that at any moment if i just think of something i'll be like oh i gotta put that in there so yeah that totally happens pretty often um you know, and I've done a couple of recreations of just old photos. Like I haven't put it up yet, but like there's that old Muhammad Ali photo where he like is up standing above Sonny Liston. You know, you kind of take some of those old photos like that. And I've, I've re tried to recreate some of stuff like that, or, um, or I'll have an idea of like a specific action I want to do. And I'll look up poses online a lot too. Um, like yesterday, I, um, I, I just got this, uh, if you've heard of super action stuff, it's like a, no, I haven't. We're talking, about, we're talking about props. It's like a place that does props for they've done like um this casket of cruelty that was like a, a bunch of different blood splatter plastics that you can like put oh, on okay. your guy to look like. Then they the recent one they brought out was called is there like a sport one? So they have like a soccer ball, a basketball, these arcades, all these different like so I, I was taking soccer ball and I, I I don't know if you've ever if you watch old kung fu movies, but there's one called Sh Shaolin Soccer. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've never heard of that, but I yeah. do like some old Kung Fu movies yeah. for sure. Have you heard of Kung Fu Hustle by chance? You yes. Yeah, yeah, I so do. The same guys who did Kung Fu Hustle did this other movie called Shaolin Soccer, and it's like this corny kind of Kung Fu meets soccer thing. And there was a really cool shot of this guy just hitting the, you know, and I went and looked it up and I just use it as a reference. So there's a lot of times I either use a reference or just something will pop in my head. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. And I'll just type, yeah, put it in my notes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I actually, uh, I don't drink anymore, but one, back when I did, I made this really quick impulse buy on wish. Oh, nice. I, don't, I don't know if it's really coming through at all. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Mike Tyson figure. Yes. cost me like eight bucks and it actually turned out really well. And yeah. These, these Everlast shorts, it's got a couple of different heads and stuff like that. And this is one of the greatest things I've ever bought. $15, I think, with shipping, but it's yeah. really articulated. And when I got it, I'm like, I want to get a Superman figure and do the the, the Muhammad Ali Superman shot. But oh yeah, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I do have a really nice Superman figure. I don't I don't have it here with me, but uh, that's okay. 
Yeah, um, that's a, that Mike Tyson one. There's a couple versions of him I really want, but there's the the specific one I want is like when he looked with his hair when he like from the '80s version. Yeah, of him. Oh yeah. Um, but man, it's like I've been looking on uh, on eBay to get it out on the on the aftermarket, and it's like five hundred dollars or something. I'm like, I can't, I can't justify putting that kind of money into a toy. So I just am gonna wait till I find one cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure someone will re-release it or re-release something close. What would you say is? Do you have any pivotal moments in in your journey as a toy photographer? Like you're you're sitting on YouTube watching different videos, kind of learning different techniques. Is there anything that you tried to do quite a few times and then it finally happened and you're like, yes, or? Yeah, I mean, it, the the practical effects of that standstill, like, look, that took me a couple times because um, there was a couple, to, in a, back to that Sir Dork, he had a couple tutorials on how to do it with your phone, and it worked, but it didn't work like I wanted it to. Like, I wanted to see Boca and, like, a real standstill where it looks like it's just stuck in the air, you know, and um, one of the first shots I took was this shot of pre Predator as a Sith. He was just kind of standing, like, looked like he was doing the Force, had the lightsaber behind him. And I, I, I took my hose and I put it on like, like spray mode and I was just hoping to get it. And I find, and I got, I just had recently got that, that, that camera and I took the picture and it looked great. It just like had the rain perfectly how I wanted it to. And I got oh, the nice. light with the red. And at the time it was just like mind blowing that I finally got something to work. Cause there was just a few times that I was just like, probably, you know, 10 or 20 times I was trying to do something and I just like could not get it. So that was kind of that picture that. It was actually the first picture I put on Instagram. That was what actually prompted me to finally go on Instagram. I was like, "All right, I think I, I'm ready." And I, I'm, I'm, I got enough skill now. Yeah, yeah, like I'm good enough to get on here and not be embarrassed by what I'm doing. So, okay. Do you have any um, upcoming projects that you're you're really excited for, or new directions you want to take, new techniques you want to try? Um, you know, just I'm just going to continue trying to to find find new ways of taking pictures. I think that my big thing this year was learning how to ed edit better with digital indoor stuff. You know, like I know it's not my favorite way of doing it, but I really enjoy what they turn out to look like. And there's some really awesome toy photographers that really just take some uh, What's Up Danger, Ian Sanders, and First Strike Figs, both those three accounts that these awesome like indoor kind of like 1920s kind of style to them that I really love and I would love to try to delve into that a little bit but um, and just to try to just keep making my shots better like my practical effects I want to continue making them purposeful you know getting better at not just having it be an explosion in the background just to have an explosion you know just trying to get mm -hmm. just technically better at my posing and you know just always trying to tweak I think is my biggest goal. Okay. And do you keep up with like, um, are there any toy newsletters or accounts? Like, are you kind of keeping up with what's coming out? Cause like yeah. for example, you have a Mike Tyson that you want to photograph, or you kind of always look and see what's coming out to be like, Ooh, yeah. I could take a picture with that or. Yeah. The, I think that the, the big ones are the feature sites. I think those are really nice to, to, to go uh, to, to follow. So toy, toy pick community is, is the, is the really big one. Um, that a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people should look into if that's what they're trying to get into. They're really good about um, featuring. They have a top 10 uh, thing they do every week where they nominate 20 to 30 different photos. And um, depending on the amount of likes, 
it, it gets them to, you know, you get put on the list at that in that order. So you can make the top 10 and if you win, you get like a little, little baby prize, but it's still kind of cool. That was kind of a big moment for me was when I actually won that for the f first time a uh, couple months ago. Oh, nice. Um, just because, you know, they got 30, 40,000 followers, something like that. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool to, to win something like that. Um, and then I, I actually am an admin on a, a feature site too, uh, Toy Shot Sightings. Okay. And we do a lot of featuring there too. So if you are a toy photographer, I think that's a great place to, you know, just help you find people in the community and also just to kind of get featured so people can find you. Um, and I, a lot of, a lot of ways I find out about new toys is there's a toy pick community also has a YouTube site and they have a lot of just kind of a lot of different people talking about new things coming out. So there's a ton of different people you can listen to on there. Um, and then also, uh, just toy stores. I, I follow big, bad toy stores and I look at theirs a okay. lot. About yeah. Them. Yeah. I'm familiar with that one. I followed that for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, we're running a little shorter on the time now. What kind of tips and advice would you give for anybody else looking to start out in toy photography? I mean, you kind of just came onto it. I'm sure there's tons of other people out there who are dabbling at the idea, just kind of need a kick in the ass to get them out there. What would you tell them to do? Um, well, first off, the minute you start doing it, you're going to get hooked because that is exactly what happened to me. I thought I was going to take a couple shots and it ended up being two and a half years later and I'm taking a shot a day. Um, I just say go on YouTube, you know, I really, I really, I really think Sir Dork has the best tutorials if you want to go. I think if you really want to look at just how to, the basics you need to know, whether you're going in for fun or whether you're really trying to go in and make something out of this, uh, he has something for everybody on that. Um, and just go on YouTube and just look and try different things. Like, don't get discouraged. Just keep trying to do different things and eventually you're going to figure it out. Like, there's just going to be a point where you have an epiphany and you're like, oh, my God, that's how you're supposed to light this. Oh, my God, that's how you get that effect. And, you know, it's fun. Once you get into it, it's hard to, it's a fun time. Yeah, as they say, practice makes better. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Um, so are there any personal challenges that you had setting up that maybe you could just share it off to so somebody else could avoid those or do you think it's all part of the process you want to keep those secrets to yourself or... no i mean i i think the challenges are just i think the challenges are keeping at it you know i think that um try not to make it too complicated you know try to push yourself to try something different I mean, I don't know. It's just there's. It's hard to. It's hard to specify a specific challenge because it's like every time you take a picture, there's always something random that happens. You know, like I think the biggest challenge of taking toy photos is not knocking it over all the time. I swear, I knock that thing over like every other because I hang things a lot. I use like okay, a, yeah, like hang wire, and I you know I have to take the wire out, which is easy, but it's like how many times those things just fall on me i'll go grab something come back and it's just on the ground or yeah yeah so the big challenge i think is just being patient you know like if something falls down just pick it back up and try it again yeah I, you really just gotta stick to it i mean even doing this podcast like i originally did it a while like a year ago and then my mic sounded like garbage it's good that i abandoned it then but every time i i edit an episode 
I hear something. I'm like, oh, I'll do that different. Oh, I'm going to do this different. And then I remember about 40% of it until the next time I do an interview. But it, it just kind of snowballs and you're just going to get better. Yeah. No yeah, matter what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you might not feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be, but, you know, you give yourself a little bit of time. And like you said, practice makes better, you know? Okay, so are any shout outs you want to do? You've you've mentioned Sir Dork a couple of times. Any comrades in the the Instagram space or anything else? I mean, yeah, I mean, I always got a, uh, there's a lot of people, Papa Mulan and uh, uh, Half a Day Rebels are two of my good friends on there. We talk all the time. So shout out to their accounts if you ever want to see some cool stuff. Uh, the Behind the Plastic is also a really cool thing to look into if you're, uh, into this kind of stuff behind the plastic. They do like a 12 minute interview every Tuesday and Thursday with different photographers and talk about how they got into it and different advice they have. So that would be something I would recommend if you're trying to get into this as well. And uh, yeah, the toy shot sightings page is my admin page if you wanna check that out. And yeah, toy pick community, I guess would be the other one. Yeah. All right. Well. Any any final thoughts and uh, also where where can we find you? I, I know I shouted you out any anywhere else. Like, are you just on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Any other? Uh, I'm pretty much just on Instagram. I have a TikTok account, but I mean, to be honest, I haven't done anything on it in probably like six months, but I will eventually get back on it. But yeah, definitely my my page, Nella Gorilla underscore 13 um, is my is my um, is my toy photography page definitely check that out um and then yeah that's really it i mean i'm just going to keep on trying to take pictures and if you do follow me i hope you enjoy what i put out any any goals of making a youtube channel do kind of your own tutorials or I have is it just going to be you standing there being like you should go check sir dork <laughs> yeah right i thought about you know actually what i, I have thought about doing a youtube i i, I want to do a diy youtube where um i bring on a guest uh person that I know does a certain kind of a thing and just they show how to do it, you know, like where it's like, okay, I brought on this guy who's really good at, you know, doing indoor digital stuff and I'll do my own little ones on there too, probably. But if I were to do one, I'd love to just do it too. I would just, cause I want to give people an opportunity to know how to do this stuff. So that would be what I'd be passionate about if, if I do start one. So yes, I might. I'll let you know if I do okay. that. <laughs> no, no, that that's awesome. I think that that's a great idea, and I'll have to bring you back on once you once you start. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll hit you up just to see you know if I if I do it or not. It'll be fun if I do, but I gotta right. I gotta get motivated. Okay, perfect. Well, I'd I want to thank you again so much for coming on, Jeremy. It's actually been really fun, and yeah. um, I I'll, I'll talk with you soon. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. See ya. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. That was my interview with Nilla Gorilla underscore 13. I had so much fun with this one. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. You need to go check him out at Nilla Gorilla underscore 13 on Instagram as well as TikTok. But like he just said, he's more active on Instagram. You got to look at his shots. They are absolutely fantastic. So be sure to go check him out. Give him a follow. Shoot him some likes. And uh, if you like what you see there, go check out his buddies as well and uh, give them some love. Me, you can find me at thenerdyverseofmadness.ca. That's my website and blog. You can find all my socials linked at the top as well as the show notes in this episode. 
pop your email into the blog give it a follow i share some amazing stuff there my thorough book reviews are there um, I, I have a couple other breakdowns and all my interviews the majority of my guests do print interviews as well with questions that you won't find in the episode as well as some other people who aren't willing or able to come on the podcast be it their English skills are just not strong enough and they're not comfortable with it though I'm extremely patient and I, I'll, I'll take as long as it needs to if if you're you want to come on and your English isn't very strong it's no problem on my end but uh, there are other people who are just not comfortable sharing the voice or their faces or what have you. I have uh, an interview with a bookstore owner coming out next week. This week, I just dropped an interview with a little cosplayer. She is just the cutest thing. She's seven years old, and she has met Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, uh, Vivian Lynn Blair, who played Leia and Kenobi. She and the coolest thing about her is that she uses she makes bracelets and then sells them online and uses that money to meet these celebrity heroes of her and i think that's so cool and her mom was kind enough to help her answer the interview questions i'm really excited about that one so go give it a like and share it she is just the coolest little kid um anyways that's it for me this week i hope you enjoyed Go give me a follow and um, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. It adds visibility and uh, just helps my reach so I can keep continuing to share these uh, amazing creators around the world and keep doing what I love because I'm having so much fun doing this and it's just been a blast and every little bit helps. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, peace. That is all for today, but what kind of discussions will the one and only Johnny Ward get himself into next time? Will he discover a new collection to spend all his money on, or something to read for the next year and get depressed when it's done? Find out next time on the Nerdyverse of Madness.